Welcome back to our podcast, 30 Divorced and Thriving. My name is Kim. And I'm Karina. And today, wait, 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 first of all, did you see a different setup? I mean, you can't see because we are eventually you will see this and we yeah. are in a different place. We are in a different place. Where are we? Recording from Puerto Rico. Yes! Yeah, we've been spending the past three days here. Uh, it's been amazing. Um, I think it was a needed break. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Really- you can't see it, but we're pre-tan too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> a, li- a little summer, but definitely got tanner. Yeah. So excited. Um, but yeah, on today's episode, we are talking about attachment styles. Yes. So I I think as long as most people have, have been hearing about attachment styles on TikTok and all of this a lot more recently, like it's become a very popular topic. And I have a psychology background, but I've never really thought about attachment styles in myself. I thought I was pretty secure. <laughs> it turns out I'm not. <laughs> After kind of uh, hearing about the different types, I realized that I am very confidently uh, anxious attachment style. And I think I've put in some work to kind of deal with that, but it's still very much me. Kim, however, doesn't know her attachment style. Yeah, I don't think I do. I have... I think... What what was yours? I'm anxious. Yeah, there's definitely some anxiety going around there. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've been really educated or read a lot about it. Um, so today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Yeah, Kim is going to take a quiz to find out what her attachment style is. Yeah. And then I and think, of course, we'll talk about yours too. Like, Well, yeah, I think once we find out what yours is, then we'll go in and we'll talk about okay. each one. All right. I'm so excited about this. Okay. So we've got a little quiz here from NPR. NPR. We believe in you. We hope it's legit. All right. So you either have to agree or disagree. Okay. I often worry that my partner will stop loving me. No. I find it easy to be affectionate with my partner. <clears throat> yes. I fear that once someone gets to know the real me, they won't like who I am. Nah. <laughs> you don't? I don't believe so. No? They will love me even more. So, wait, am I answering correctly? Yeah, you are. I just, I'm trying to feel what my answer should be. And it'd be like, yes. Oh, no, no. Of course, once they know me, they will love me even more. I'm not worried. Wow. I find that I bounce back quickly after a breakup. It's weird how I can just put someone out of my mind. Nah, disagree. (laughs) When I'm not involved in a relationship, I feel somewhat anxious and incomplete. Yeah, I can see that. I find it difficult to emotionally support my partner when my partner is feeling down. Mm, no, if I'm in the right, like, you know, yeah, if I'm good, yeah, yeah, mentally. <laughs> <laughs> when my partner is away, I'm afraid that my partner might become interested in someone else. No. You might actually be kind of secure. Like, for me, like, yeah. <laughs> if you're not looking at me, you are looking at someone else. No. <laughs> it's, it's just my brain. Let's see. I feel comfortable depending on my romantic partner. What does that mean? Like, like you're okay if you're dependent no, on someone else. No, we, we don't want that no more. My independence is more important to me than my relationships. I think so. I prefer not to share my innermost feelings with my partner. No, they'll know it all. <laughs> <laughs> When I show my partner how I feel, I'm afraid my partner will not feel the same about me. 
that's a valid feeling so yeah 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 i do not feel the need to act out much in my romantic relationships i don't feel the need to act out much in my romantic relationships what does that mean i don't know i don't feel the need to act out much act out i see it like negatively like be like oh yeah right yeah like i'm acting out like a child is acting out no why I don't know. Yeah, no, disagree. Disagree. I find it difficult to depend on my romantic partner. That is very similar to a previous question, but I think they're trying to confirm. So you're like playing mind games a right little now. bit. I find it difficult to depend on my romantic partner. So don't agree? Do you? I don't think it, no, no, I disagree. I don't find it difficult, but I don't want to be dependent. Okay, okay. So you disagree. You do yeah. not find it difficult. Yeah. I have little difficulty expressing my needs and wants to my partner. Yeah. I sometimes feel angry or annoyed with my partner without knowing why. Yeah. <laughs> Past, future, <laughs> it's gonna happen. I am very sensitive to my partner's moods. Yeah. I'm comfortable sharing my personal thoughts and feelings with my partner. Somehow, yeah. I worry that if my partner leaves me, I might never find someone else. Well, I, I did. But now I don't. Okay. Agree. So, you disagree now? No, yeah. An argument with my partner doesn't usually cause me to question our entire relationship. This is agree. <laughs> <laughs> the number of scenarios I've had. And I, I still think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, like one fight is gonna be. Well, not not a little arguments, mm -hmm. but like if it's like something that keeps happening, I'm gonna question it. Mm -hmm. Like you know. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> we're not we're not perfect. <laughs> My partner often wants him to be more intimate than I feel comfortable being. Oh yeah, agree. Wow, that's a personal question. Yeah, it's getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> I worry that I'm not attractive enough. Sometimes, yeah. I miss my partner when we're apart, but then when we're together, I feel the need to escape. In, in the past, I agree. Yeah. yeah. When I disagree with someone, I feel comfortable expressing my opinion. No. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You do feel comfortable expressing your opinion? No. Okay, I'm not questioning you. I'm wanting to make sure that I get the right answer. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> None of these are like, are you sure? But it's yeah. just like an no, are you no, sure? No, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. I so you agree. Yeah. I don't have much of a problem staying in touch with my ex. Strictly platonic. After all, we have a lot in common. No. How? What? You are 50% all the way through. You're 50% anxious, 50% avoided, and 50% secure, but I don't understand how that, how that works. How are you 150% of something? <laughs> that too. This will give us a rundown of the different ones, so let's talk about- Are these the only three ones? Only I think three so. styles? That's okay. what I've heard. I think it can be like a combination of some as well, but anyways. Okay, so we'll go with the first one then, since we both have, mm -hmm. since I, I'm very certain I'm anxious. Um, anxious. This is what NPR says. You love to be very close to your romantic partners and have the capacity for great intimacy. You often fear, however, that your partner does not wish to be as close as you would like your partner to be. <laughs> like, like telling on myself here. Um, relationships tend to consume a large part of your emotional energy. You tend to be very sensitive to small fluctuations in your partner's moods and actions. And although your senses are often accurate, so it comes from somewhere. 
Uh, you take your partner's behaviors overly personal. As a result, you tend to act out and say things you later regret. Ooh, that's me. And I feel that's the one piece that's not me. Oh, yeah. Like, I will... I think I tend to sort of like shut down mm -hmm. and like don't say anything. But we did talk about this yeah, last time, right? And this was this was something that you yeah. mentioned. So I think I can um, relate to some of the anxious parts, but that last parts of acting out and saying things. Oh, so I do act out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be so excited to find this out. <laughs> okay. It's, well, it's the truth. So no, no, but that's right. that's. That's a bad, unhealthy, toxic trait that I am working on. Um, okay, what about um, being sensitive to small fluctuation? I don't think so. And I feel like I've noticed that about you. Like, I, mm -hmm. when we had talked about, like, early on, like, oh, so-and-so hasn't texted or whatever. Oh, yeah. And you're like, they're probably just busy. And I'm like, no, they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're so right. right, and that I can relate to that for you. Like, yeah, this is, yeah, you seem to. I see that. I've yeah, that. That's so interesting. And I, I can sort of pinpoint where this came up for mm. me. I would always say that I'm an empath because I could pick up, like, on people's emotions fairly easily. But even that came from I think mm -hmm. trauma in my childhood and like my dad. Mm -hmm. So he was a raging alcoholic for and i mean he, he was like a functional alcoholic like mm -hmm. we always had what we needed um but his moods were very much dependent on whether he was drinking or not so i had to pay very close attention to little ways in the way that he acted to know like can i come out of my room and, or should i just like stay inside Aww, and like avoid this I'm sorry <laughs> it's okay i'm fine now he's not an alcoholic anymore or rather he doesn't drink anymore it's been several that that's i think where mm -hmm. all of that sort of stemmed from and i always thought like I was just a secure mm -hmm. attachment because I was like, oh, I had a good childhood, but then when I started thinking, like, yeah. oh, I didn't have a great. Yeah, I mean, definitely that, you know, you as a child, you have to like really be on your tippy toes. Yeah. Like, which around your parents, you know, you shouldn't be that way. Right. So now I feel like you're kind of over idolizing everyone's yes. behavior and actions to see what, how you can like, um, yeah. Be around it. Right. Like, I, I want to be, like, safe or yeah. whatever. So, I'm like, oh, they seem a little bit, like, annoyed. Um, and I also remember just, like, in my teens where this started happening, but I didn't know that that's what it was at the time. But, like, if certain friends just didn't want to hang out that mm -hmm. weekend, it's like, oh, they don't want to be friends with me anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I took things. And I never, ever let my thoughts kind of inform how I spoke to mm -hmm. other people. Like, I always... I think was very good about keeping it to myself and not actually letting this other person know mm -hmm. that this is how I was um, thinking, but it's definitely been like... Aww, so you did keep a lot in, inside yeah, of you. Yeah, I think so. Aww. And that could also, where it comes from, the anxiety mm -hmm. and all these thoughts, like, uh, instead of like, not confronting, but having communication with those people, friends, like parents, then yeah. you just get it all in. So of course you're going to feel anxious about, yeah. am I saying the right thing? Am I acting right? Mm -hmm. So that is kind of yeah lingering with your attachment style now in your relationship. Sure. I'm working on it. I am because yeah. now that I've recognized that that's what's going on, mm -hmm. I, every time like I have one of these thoughts, I'm like, okay, Karina, like mm -hmm. like I'm able to stop it. I am mm -hmm. able to try and stop it, mm -hmm. um, but I'm just more aware of what's happening. Yeah. Any other ways that you see yourself relating to? I mean, the first sentence, like, I love to be very close to my, like, partner. Mm -hmm. 
And if they're not available. Oh, yeah. If they're not. Mm, there's a, yeah. See, I feel like this is where we get into avoidant with you. So let's go. Ah! <laughs> she's, she knows what she's talking about. I've okay. suspected for uh, a while that I'm like, well, I think Kim might be avoidant, but it turns out you're all three. Okay, <laughs> let's do Let's talk avoidance. Okay. So avoidant, it is very important for you to maintain your independence and self-sufficiency, mm -hmm. and you often prefer autonomy to intimate relationships. Mm -hmm. Even though you don't, you even though you do want to be in a relationship, you feel uncomfortable with too much closeness and tend to keep your partner at arm's length. I'm remembering a specific person where you said they are too available. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's where that comes in. Mm -hmm. You don't spend much time worrying about your romantic relationships or about being rejected. You tend to not open up to your partners, and they often complain they are that you are emotionally distant. In relationships, you are often on high alert for any signs of, of control or impingement on your territory by your partner. Mm. So I can see some of these. I can also see some that just don't. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, definitely love my independence. I've always been like this in my past relationship, unfortunately I kind of lost it, mm -hmm. I became codependent very quickly. Um, so I'm definitely wanting to like keep that like as my priority. Yeah. Um, Self-sufficient in any way, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and you prefer autonomy to intimate relationships. Well, yeah, I mean, it's true, you know. Even though, yes, love. <laughs> yeah. So this is where it's like, yeah, yeah no. there's definitely a combination mm -hmm. here because you love love. I've said I love this, love. I definitely said it out loud recently, but I've always thought this since I've gotten to know you. Kim loves love. Like if she sees a couple, just a couple of days ago, there was a couple just sitting at the beach, like hugging each other, literally stopped and in a non creepy way and like recorded them from behind because she loves love and that was really cute. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah. You I love, love love, but you say it for me to maintain your independence and autonomy, which is not yeah, a bad thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. thing. I think it's just from my past experiences. Yes. Um, I'm definitely more cautious, and like I think there's a part where about like opening up and like I keep them from a distance. It takes mm -hmm. me a while. Mm -hmm. um, I need to be very comfortable with that person to share, it. like, I'm good at like having surface level conversation oh, okay. and, and all that, but. For me to go into deep conversations and share, it takes me a while, so. Um, okay. And yeah, I don't want to spend too much time worrying about... Ah, rejection does hurt, though. Yeah, like, no. well, do you worry that, like, you are being... already answered this, but just want to confirm, like, if someone is not responding or not interacting, like, do you worry that in that moment you are being rejected? Not in that moment, no. Um, How long does it take for you to think? I mean, if this guy is not going to text me for days, then like, hello. Um, also, I am pretty good at following up. Like, if mm -hmm. I feel ignored, mm -hmm. then I will let them know. Okay. And they're like, okay, ghosting, great, bye. Mm -hmm. um, I like that this only been recently, because uh -huh. or sometimes back in my toxic era era uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> there were no there would be no time for them to like have their space oh okay so, so it was like okay um, and that was the like acting out sort yeah. of when you kind of mm -hmm. instantly respond with yeah. like giving what am i looking for you are reacting mm -hmm. pretty quickly to oh, yeah. what you're thinking okay. that was my that was me um 
Versus now, if you're not answering me, so be it. As I told you before, like, yeah. okay, busy, they have their own day. Yeah. Especially because I am not in a relationship or mm-hmm. I'm not talking to people like consistently yeah. or seriously. That's fine. And I think it's a great because I'm, I've been talking to people, like, yeah. I'm not expecting a response right away. I think it's gonna teach me to do that, to do so with my next relationship, yeah. like actual partner, committed mm-hmm. partner, where I don't have to be on top. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't think I was ever like that, mm-hmm. honestly, but I think my partners were like that. Yeah. So like if I was not answering, I'll get a call. Okay. Um, so I kind of developed that yes. expectations. Yeah. But that wasn't I didn't have a ton of like relationship experience mm-hmm. prior to getting married. But I just remember in that relationship early on it being like a very, like a lot of communication, probably a little bit too much Mm -hmm. to start, but I think I thought that maybe that was normal. Mm -hmm. And so coming out of all that now, also having been in a relationship for 10 years where you see this person every single day, you talk to them every single day, it was a bit of an adjustment to then go into dating Mm -hmm and that not being what I have, but obviously that's not what I'm gonna, like, yes. that doesn't make sense to speak to someone every single day. Hold on. When you're just, you're so right, mm-hmm. and I don't mean to interrupt you with that. No, sense. go ahead. But when I first went out on the date, and I was, I saw this guy, and then we saw each other like a couple times in a row, I was texting him every day kind of thing. Uh-huh. And he was responding like yeah. politely and nicely, that's wrong with me and I think he told me that too he's like well you know this is really casual for me like I don't expect to text you every day yeah and that was kind of a shock for me I was like oh yeah that's not no that's not something an expectation that you should have no, 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 that no, you no, just no. met no like, that's crazy no but again even in like a actual in a normal relationship moving forward I don't want to be like this right. no more like right I will see you at dinner or I'll see you like a couple days later like we can catch up then you know mm-hmm. like otherwise we're gonna be like yes then then you run out of everything up front and like you don't yeah. actually take time to build a connection no yeah like you mentioned that one specific person like that was too available mm. or too texty like yes that just turned me off right right okay now secure being warm and loving in a relationship comes naturally to you mm-hmm. you enjoy being intimate without becoming overly worried about your relationships mm-hmm. you take things in stride when it comes to romance and don't get easily upset over relationship matters you effectively communicate your needs and feelings to your partner and also and are also strong at reading your partner's emotional cues and responding to them. You share your successes and problems with your partner and are able to be there for your partner in times of need. Even though you have a secure attachment style, it is likely you have or will have relationships with people with other attachment styles. I was like, this sounds like a perfect partner right there. <laughs> yeah. Who's who's like that? Right. I'm just a very caring person, I think. Yeah. And then again, when I do commit to someone and get comfortable, I will give you the world. Yeah, yeah. I will yeah. love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, without extra efforts. Um, so in that sense, you know, once I am comfortable, mm-hmm. then I am secured. Yeah. Um, I don't worry about yeah. my relationships. Um, once I'm in it and committed, and it's clear on both sides, then you know I trust. Pretty easily, so unfortunately, I think sometimes I could be a little naive. I've well, heard that before. I don't even know if it's naive, it's just that the other people are maybe not trustworthy. Mm. Like, I've had to change my language in that and being like, oh, that was dumb of me, but no, they were the right. ones that were in the wrong. So I said that to myself, so like, yeah. that was such a dumb decision, Kim, but is mm-hmm. it really me or is it the other person that I trust you? 
you better trust me back. Um, if you play me, then that's it. Like I am, I will. In that sense, if you were to do wrong to me, then that's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. Like you can, of course, try to explain yourself, apologize. <laughs> But they're not getting anywhere. But that's not going to go anywhere. I can forgive, but I will never forget in that instance. For myself, I think that the part about you effectively communicate your needs and feelings to your partner and are also strong at reading your partner's emotional piece. I feel like I relate to that Mm -hmm. one. Like I'm, and maybe it's because of my psychology background, but I'm Mm -hmm. very good at like being aware of what I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. how it's impacting me, and then communicating that in a clear way whenever I need to. Mm -hmm. Um, and then obviously I can read warm and loving. Uh, maybe, maybe not only super warm. I would see you as a cold, distant person. I wouldn't say cold. Maybe like room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> She's room temperature. Yeah. Um, testing the waters. Like I don't make excuses for people, and I think that can come off a little cold sometimes. I say I don't make excuses for people, but I literally did it for ten years. But like when my ex-husband would be sick, right? Like. Mm-hmm. whatever a cold or something um, and he didn't want to do anything mm-hmm. to help himself feel better so like no medication no going to the doctor mm-hmm. no like nothing just kind of wanted to sit in his sickness and then I was like okay, well don't complain about it like, oh yeah I don't, don't want to hear it at this point don't you 100%. know so I think that can sometimes come across a little cold. like I'm not gonna sit there and like baby oh, and no. anyone if they're not trying to do anything to help themselves. And talking about just relationship in general, this is where I think it's a metaphor. Like, I will help you. I, you know, I will support you in whatever you want to achieve. But if you're not going to do it for yourself, I'm going to be very honest about right, it. Right. Um, and that's what I've learned previously too. Like, there's so much I can give, mm-hmm. provide to that person, but if you're not gonna help yourself, yeah, that's it. And I would drag it on, and I'm like, okay, this person is gonna change. They're gonna act upon their mm-hmm. words, mm-hmm. and then this is where I'll have to be the the mean person in a sense, and like kind of have a really check and like, okay, yeah, I walked out on this one too. But yeah. I don't think I'm there yet in terms of like understanding my partner's emotional. No, like no. Okay cues and like mm-hmm. I, yeah, so like if their their mood and their feelings will affect my moods and my feelings too um in the past i don't think i was in the best mental health space to like understand that and help not that i need to have like understand mm-hmm. and support them yeah um but now i am definitely working on like being a better listener and not just so solely focusing on my feelings mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah yeah so i definitely is something that i want to yeah. I think for me when I think I just touched base quickly like mm-hmm. being a better listener in terms of like not just in a relationship but just like when I go out yeah when I meet people with my friends with my family mm-hmm. at work um because like it, it really affects all your life yeah. all around um What am I doing? Honestly, again, kind of going back to like the dating part, just kind of meeting different type of people in that mm-hmm. sense. I understand how, not that I'm like picturing myself with them in a relationship, right? Yeah. But like I kind of pick on, on like their social cues mm-hmm. and like how they react to like yeah. situation. Um, so again, I'm also just me as a person. I'm a, I observe a lot. Mm-hmm. So this is where I would say in the past, like, oh, it takes me a while to get comfortable 
because at first I'm just like a listener, surface level. Okay. And when I have pretty good intuition, so like when I feel a good connection with someone, mm-hmm. then if they ask me the right question and I feel comfortable answering, I will. Yeah. Um, but I think I also want to be the one initiating the conversation too. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if I have goals in mind, like, do you align with this? Like, um, like, these are like some sort of like my needs, like expectation. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like right now I'm still against surface level and I can drag things on okay. by aligning with their needs and expectations versus oh. mine. Mm-hmm. Prioritize yourself. I know. I'm working on it. Yeah. Okay. To be more secure, I need to prioritize myself for sure. Because um, I've realized before, past relationships, I would put them first. Mm-hmm. And I'm still dragging that, even when I meet new people. Um, so silly. Like, okay, we meet at a bar somewhere. They want to go somewhere else. I don't necessarily want to go there. Yeah. I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, things like this. And I think this is where I need to work on myself mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think by being alone right now, it's yeah. really helping me. Um, um, so for me, I think it's, it's, it's a good amount of internal work and it's related mm-hmm. to just recognizing those anxious thoughts that are not founded on any kind mm-hmm. of evidence. Like there's no reason to believe this. Mm-hmm. This person has never shown you that um, this is what they're trying to do. and. Recognizing I'm having that thought and then combating it. Like, mm-hmm. how, okay, what is it that you're saying? Nothing. Like, why mm-hmm. are you doing this? There's nothing to support it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on to something else. That part is the hard part, like moving on. Like, my, I ruminate. Like, my brain just kind of continues going on the same piece. So, I would say the next thing for me is going to be thinking about ways to, after I've recognized it, after I've disproved it, how do I distract? How do I then move on to something else? And that probably comes in with like hobbies and trying mm-hmm. to figure out more things about myself that I want to do and things that I find uh, important filling my time and being a complete person yeah. basically yeah. without needing somebody else to do that for me. Wow, that was really, that was a good conversation. That was a good one, yeah. Um, learn a lot. So what am I? I don't know. What would you say? Cause like, a unicorn. Like, <laughs> Yay! I am a unicorn. But it, it gave you 50 all the way down. But also that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just that extra. Like, I'm 50%. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I guess we'll just leave it at that. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I um, would love to have some guests yeah. on the podcast too. Um, so if you're interested and you want to share your stories, yes. then let us know. Thanks. Bye. Bye.